0: Welcome back to another episode of Modern Multifamily. I'm your host, Mike Wolber, and I'm really excited about today's conversation. I was lucky to have Jess Adams from Grub Properties on the show. She is a pre-leasing specialist and came into multifamily from the hospitality industry. It was really fun to hear some of the learnings she had in hospitality that she's been able to apply as a leasing expert, some tips on how you can shop competitors and really increase your product knowledge, and also some advice she'd share for a leasing agent who's just getting started in their career. This is a really fun conversation and I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Yes, I am super excited to have you on Modern Multifamily. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: I would love to start with your role. You are a pre-leasing specialist, which is a unique role in my viewpoint. How is your role architected over at Grub?
1: Yeah, so it's really interesting because this has never been a role before. So I'm also learning it as I go and so is everyone else. So that's super cool and super unique. It's kind of based around starting all our lease ups and kind of getting in the pipeline, getting started, answering residents questions, prospects, anyone that's kind of engaged in it. But I think what's super cool is we're starting the pre-leasing phase six months instead of three months out. So we're able to catch and do more market research, I'm able to go to see comps, see what's working well in the area, what's not and kind of how we can come into the area and how we can compete. So it's super important to kind of see where my role is playing out with getting more information, being a part of the social media and marketing and just being boots on the ground as we are starting to come up and develop those relationships and be in a new market.
0: That's cool. From kind of getting to know you but also just sleuthing your LinkedIn, it looks like you had a good run as a leasing consultant leasing agent on site before making this move. And one of the big areas of focus right now with the podcast is leasing agent enablement and really inspiring the next generation or the current generation that's aspiring to improve on how they can take control of their career on the leasing side of the house. And I'd love to start with just some tips you might have for someone who wants to stand out as a leasing agent on site so they can get to the next level. What would you share with them in terms of getting started and making a bigger impact for their property and also for their prospects?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I started at a lease up right out of college. So I was super fortunate there that I kind of got all the excitement and got to come into it slowly and learn the ropes. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned was always being yourself and coming in and bringing your passion. I feel like Kind of is a given being yourself, but really spending that personality and letting people know you're excited about your community. I think if you're on the front lines and you're not excited about it, who is? And I think that's super important, something that I've always seen as each experience, each encounter, whether you're a vendor, B2B, anything, you're coming into our office, this is our opportunity to show you what we're about. And even if you can't help us today or send us prospects today, that impression is going to stay in your mind and they're going to send people continually. So that's something really big that I focused on and kind of learned throughout my career at Elisa is just building the partnerships and relationships because you're really doing each other service and helping. I know I had someone come in that was a vendor and I love talking about our community. And we just chatted about what's new, what's going on. And then we had a leasing cuddle, and they happened to be a guest speaker. And I asked a question, she was like, are you at Link Innovation Quarter? Like, I remember you, like you didn't push me out the door. You weren't annoyed. And I think I found that going into more properties is not everyone's excited about their property. And each encounter, like I've gone in and some people like they never stand. They're just kind of like, what can I do for you? And there's no excitement. So how can I get excited about your community if you're not excited to share that and show that? And I think that's something that I really love is like, I love my community. So we're gonna talk all about it. We'll see whatever you wanna see. Like, I don't care who you are, what you wanna know, let's go for it. So I think that's something that's super important. And with those outreach and kind of engagements that you have, you're also having the community involved in you. So you're seeing that on your social media. So everyone's getting involved in your community. And I think that's the biggest tips and tricks that I really have is just being passionate and growing those relationships because you never know who that person's gonna be, how they can help you in turn. And I mean, maybe you can help them. And I think that's the biggest thing that you can really do.
0: I think that's great. And I'm curious, just coming out of the hospitality background, you worked on the, in the hotel space before multifamily. Is there anything you picked up or learned when you're working with more of a high-turn client versus someone who in our space you're with for months, if not multiple years, that you found success in applying in the multifamily, whether that was in the customer service realm or in that experience realm like you just talked about?
1: Yeah, I think I've learned a lot of in the hospitality industry. You kind of see people in a lot of turnover. But when you're on site, you're constantly having to make up ground. If you miss the mark in one point, you're always having to make that up. And I think it's super important to see in hospitality is you have such a short time to make an impression and fix that and kind of solve anything that may be going on. That then now when I've come to multifamily, you're seeing that you have to spread that out. So I feel like if we've ever missed the mark with any of our residents, I'm always going out of my way. Hey, how are you doing? What can we do for you today? always constantly making up ground because you don't want one experience to turn away someone from your building because that's all it takes. And I think going from hospitality to this is constantly learning that if you're having a bad day, like that one encounter can kind of ruin that experience for your resident for a long time, for months even. So I think it's super important to kind of yeah. have that.
0: That's awesome. One well, curious on the frontal technology, Hospitality has a totally different stack than multifamily, and you've been in the space now for a while. And is there any technology that you've used or that your teams now use in your new role on the pre-leasing side that you've seen be most impactful?
1: I think for me, we have an interactive map. So it's also our closing tool. So we have a touchscreen TV, and it pulls up our interactive map so you can see where all the apartments are, where they're facing and also the floor. So this gives the residents the opportunity to ask questions. You have more of a closing presentation. And honestly, I don't know what I would do without the interactive map because that's where I'm driving home. Do you have any questions? Where do you want to be located? This side of the building has this. You can move in on this day with this. And I think a lot of that is lost because I've been to communities and they're kind of like, okay, we'll send you a quote and you're on your way. And I'm like, okay, like I don't know where this space is. I don't know where anything is. And I think the interactive map has been the most helpful thing. And when other communities have not I'm like getting involved. I'm like, oh, I could live here and have the view of the dog park or the pool, or where do I see myself in this community? And that's a huge one. And then also we've done video walkthroughs and posted all of those on our website and our YouTube. So especially when you are 99% leased, you can't take, every prospect into each apartment and show them that layout. So that allows the prospects to go online after time and see, hey, do I think I want more space? Will the two bedroom be a make or break if it has a balcony? How does that play out? So it allows prospects to get involved and see those little key pieces that could be make or break for them. And it's vital. And I also think with technology, anything we can do to help make our prospects and residents' lives better. So we have a Link Apartments app that allows them to pay their rent, post on the resident bulletin board. So whether they're selling something, want to have a dog walker, engage in the community, they can just log into the app. They can even reserve amenity space on there. And that just kind of condenses everything where the residents have all of that at the touch of their hands. And so it makes it so much easier And even when you are super busy, you're not having to answer those questions. How do I reserve this amenity? I can't pay my rent. Even though we'd love for them to come to the office, it just makes it a little bit easier for those that are always on the go and they may not be in town. They can just log on to their app and do all those at their own convenience.
0: Hey, that's cool. It's the first time someone's actually mentioned interactive site maps. And I live in an apartment right now as we're building a house and We have one for our community website. And this is just sort of like a story time, if you don't mind. I uh, walk our dogs three times a day and all the time I run into DoorDash employees. I'm not exaggerating, probably three to seven times a week. I run into a DoorDash employee that's trying to find a building. And I live in a Class A community. And the only thing I can do every time is go to the community website, show them the site map and then help them find it from there because it's such a huge 600 unit community. And hearing you say that, is that something that you're, your team actually uses during the sales experience or something that you find prospects or even residents using more on demand and on their own?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. So we use that after every closing, after every prospect comes in, that's where we take them. Or even there we don't have time to see it, what do you have available? And that's a big question. And we just take them right to the website and that shows them they can go in and do that in their own time. And I think it's so important because a lot of times you're seeing all these communities and you're trying to take into account, oh, what side do I want to be on? And this allows them a reason to go back on the website and make those decisions that they're going to be happy with because they know that history is city views and that's the only place they want to be. So we have people stalking our website every day. And they can get notifications, but they still log on and they're like, I want to be on this side. And that's how it works out for them. And we have something I would say a little bit unique is we have a lot of residents that like to transfer. So they may start off in a studio and learn they want to stay in the community and get a balcony. I mean, at least once a week, I see a resident grabbing their coffee up on the interactive map, looking to see what we have available because they want those city views or they want to be away from the train. It blows my mind of like communities that don't have it because I think it's the most important thing ever. And I push that on everything. There was never a time that I was with a prospect or resident that I didn't walk up to the interactive map and use it. And it's such a vital thing that I'm like, so lucky that we have it.
0: Well, it's funny hearing you say that you walk into a shopping mall and it feels funny to say shopping mall in 2022, but we all walk into them still from time to time. The first thing you do when you walk into one is go try to find the interactive maps. You can find the Starbucks or the bathroom or the food cart or the, I don't know, Lululemon. And I think we're probably just not there yet where there's like a table stake expectation for prospects or residents. But my bet would be that if more communities implement those, it becomes an expectation. And if you don't have it, that might be the turnoff moment for someone to not even give you their time.
1: It is. I mean... I've been to other communities and when there's no closing presentation or we're not walking to an interactive map, where's the interactive map? We're just looking at a website and I'm like, what side is this? Like I'm directionally challenged. I need it laid out and I can click on it and see what's available. And it's been the life-saving tool that we have in our community. Okay.
0: That's really cool. Keep hearing this theme as I'm talking to leasing experts around the industry about the importance of product knowledge. And I'd say that PK or that product knowledge, it comes in two folds. One is knowing your product. So you can have the conviction and the confidence and the charisma to go deliver your story to the best possible degree. But it also comes in knowing the product around you, your competitors, what you're up against, why someone would want to say yes, but also why they might say no. Are there any best practices, tips, or tricks that you found that work well to develop that PK both for you, but also for what's around you?
1: I think the best thing you can do is shop comps, especially in my new role, I've kind of learned the value of that of just getting your foot in the door of the community and just seeing what they have available. If someone's always talking about they want a basketball court, one of our comps has that. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, what do we have that we can push that they don't have? And I think it's so important with product knowledge as well. It's just knowing, do they have a dog park? If this community huge on dogs, where are you taking your dog when we have one right across the street that you can just easily take no matter what side of the building you're on? And I think just getting in the doors and understanding what their leasing presentation looks like versus yours is so vital. And I think just being able to know, like, if you have ceiling fans, if someone mentions that to make or break, you're like, look at this ceiling fan. Look at this. We have another one over here. And just pushing that so the residents or prospects are able to see what they may be missing out on if they're not living at your community. And I think it's so important also with building those relationships of just being able to go in the community and be like, hey, like I just started. I would love to see your community. And you're able to get that feedback from them, what they're seeing. You're also able to see if they're offering short term leases and you may not. You have a place to send your prospects. And I think that's so huge. Because yes, they are your comps. But at the end of the day, we're working towards a common goal and we're in the same area and we really want to support each other. So I think it has been vital that we've had those relationships that we're able to have prospects call us and send them their way. But they're also sending prospects our way when we may be offering something that they may not have. And I think something I've also learned is not only sticking to your set comps, I love acting like a mystery shopper going to a different market and going in and seeing what they have, because you're able to compare what they have versus what you have. And it just gives you a whole different feel and experience that you can gain insight from if you're just going out and branching out and seeing what else is out there and how they're using that, that you may have, that you can spin that and have your prospects see that as well.
0: So that's really fun, but also refreshing to hear about. In my world, there are some comps, if you will, that are comfortable talking about their technology openly and some that are just like, don't talk to us, we're your competitors. Do you find like that's a pretty common thing in your role? where if you walk into a nearby community that is a competitor, that there is a willingness to collaborate and to talk? Or do you ever run into like a rivalry mentality? It
1: is very interesting that you say that because I have run into that in different markets. Not every market's the same. In Winston-Salem, the downtown community is so tight-knit. we're so willing to share. We have weekly market survey emails that we send out and we really work with each other. So taking on this new role and going into new markets, I've learned that's not the case everywhere. I've called someone in our comp set and they refused to give me market survey information just because we weren't considered a comp to them. I was taken aback because I'm ready to share any information you need. And they were just not willing in this specific market. And I was like okay, we're going to have to pivot a little bit. We're going to have to go visit them. I know someone's talked about taking like donuts or fun things over there. I think kind of getting your foot in the door is the start. But I mean, anytime anyone was coming in as a developer, I mean, we're giving you all our information. What do you need to know? What do you want to see? Like we love showing our community that it's interesting to see in different markets. That's not always the case. So I think sometimes when you're in a market, you might have to start those relationships of, hey, it's okay to share this information. Like, we'll give you what you want. We can work together.
0: That makes so much sense. In terms of that like ceiling fan story, where if you know someone wants to hear about it, you're gonna go nuts and show it all the time. Have you seen or experienced standard questions that you always wanna ask a prospect to make sure that you're understanding the right things about what they're looking for, what they're frustrated about today? so that you can like cater that tour experience to them. Standardization of questions is always something I've been curious about.
1: Yeah, it's super interesting because that was something I always struggled with in the beginning of just the pre-qualifying questions. Some people don't wanna give all that information, but some people do. So I think always gauging each interaction and seeing who's willing and who's very serious about what they want. Some people will come in and they're like, I want this, this, and this, and I'm only live on the city view side what do you have? And some people are like, I don't know. So I think really asking those questions are so important and learning each experience and catering those questions. Cause sometimes you want to ask broad questions, but then you're really going to have to narrow down. If someone's not giving you that information, what's a make or break for you is something I always use. And sometimes they'll be like, well, I don't have anything make or break. And I'm like, okay, is there anything you have now that you really want to see again or something? And then that's how we start getting into washer and dryer. Well, we have washer and dryer. What else is there? And really taking them to the apartment and showing them all of those features and seeing how they interact and engage. If the trash can's hidden behind the cabinet, is something important to them. You start to see that as you're showing it. And I think that's the best part to kind of gauge in any interest and nail down what they really are looking for.
0: Absolutely. And my experience, one of my favorite mentors always taught me that all sales are one in discovery and discernment. And the more you can understand early about a prospect and what they're looking to accomplish, the more you can tailor your product to them and really heighten your likelihood to win the deal. And I know that parallel exists in multifamily. So that's really cool to hear.
1: Yeah, I love it because it's always once they see that they can have it, they're like, oh my gosh, Like I can't go back someone came in and we have two bedrooms, two bathrooms, and they didn't have that. And that was something really important that we came to learn. And by the end of it, the prospect was like, you just saved the marriage. We want to lease here because we get two separate bathrooms. Once they saw it, they saw themselves living there and they're like, all right, we can't go back now, whether that's parking and being able conveniently. And I think that also goes back to knowing your product. If you know someone's paying so much more for parking and they have to walk, From a block away or across the street, and you can just key fob in. I think learning that and pushing those are really key factors that really help you close the deal.
0: Totally. So, one of the things that I always like to understand is this almost like fail fast, fail forward mentality from people. You've been somewhere in your career, you're clearly going somewhere. And if you were to look back at the early days of learning how to lease an apartment, let alone going back to your hospitality days, Are there any crazy lessons that you feel like you learned that you would advise your younger self or someone who's just getting ready to start on site to say, hey, don't do these three things, do these couple things, you're going to get there way faster?
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I learned was always asking questions. I think when I started off, I tried to hone in and use my hospitality experience, but not ask enough questions about the multifamily industry and whether that's, why are we doing it the way we're doing it? And I think that helped me so much is asking, why do we need 10 leases? Like you can tell me we need 10 leases this month, but is it because there's a bank that we're told we're going to get that? And I think that helps push me more is understanding the whys behind everything and just learning the full business model of how development works, how this works in lease up, why we're doing what we're doing, and how we're able to contribute to make those dreams and goals happen. I think that's been my biggest thing of just learning the whys of why everyone is doing what they're doing to help push me more along. And then I also think it's just don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think I was always trying to almost prove myself and say, Hey, I've done a little bit of this before. And I think sitting back and watching those leaders around you is so important because you're able to see what they've done and mistakes that you can learn from them that you don't have to make that they're just sharing because you're asking those questions and putting yourself out there. And I think another big thing that I've learned is just taking control. So I was always scared to post on our social media. Like I was always dipping my foot in, but I really learned that taking control and posting those things, you're not gonna learn what's working, what's not, unless you're doing it and trying everything out. So I think jumping in and just asking questions and reaching out to everyone. And in this new role, I think I started to take LinkedIn more serious and apartment association seriously that I wish I would have done before because there's so much you can learn. I know you know Becky Smith. I reached out to her on LinkedIn one Saturday morning and we had a Zoom call set up the next week. And having that mentorship outside of my company has been so helpful because I'm able to see what she's done in her career and what's worked. And it's pushed me to want to do more and seeing that I can achieve these goals and how they've done it. And she's given me more people to follow and stay in touch with. So it kind of becomes this whole networking thing of who are you reaching out to and how are you learning to be better? Because yes, you can focus on your leaders in your company, but also looking outside and following other apartments in different markets. You're able to learn so much more and gain so much more insight that it really helps you move that much faster because you're seeing what's working and what's not.
0: That's so true. I honestly think that mentors are one of the biggest hacks in careers that too few people actually capitalize on. And when you shoot your shot and you ask for someone's time and you use their learnings to like expedite your pace to getting to great, so many good things can happen. It's really cool hearing you say that, but I could not agree more with everything you just said.
1: I love that. I know mentors are not something I took super serious. I knew I had a great team that I could rely on, but having other people that you have new ideas and new things that you can try really helps show that you're committed and you're willing to do those things to kind of make your apartment and leasing the best it can be.
0: Well, before we end today, this is a little bit of a curveball, Jess, but I'm curious if you have any questions for me. I'm kind of on the other side of the industry from you on the technology provider or supplier side, been in the space for about seven years. Anything you're curious about from my perspective?
1: Yeah, I would be interested to know if there were any valuable lessons you've learned along the ways that you can really hone in on and something you use even today.
0: Yeah, I think the reason I was head nodding so aggressively as you were talking about network networking and mentorship is that... During my first five years of my career, I worked at Nike and Nike was a little bit of a bubble because you just worked in Nike land and you did Nike things with Nike people and Nike technology. And I didn't spend much time looking outside of Nike because my peers and my colleagues weren't doing that either. And when I joined G5, an industry company on the marketing side about seven years ago, I saw this tremendous opportunity to become a known, trusted person in this big but small industry of multifamily. And I think just making an early concerted, somewhat accidental decision to go build a personal brand that is always gonna be attached to my employer, but it's also mine to take with me for the rest of my career and the adventures I choose to take over my professional course. I think it was just one of the smartest things I could have ever done. And I think what you're doing is the exact correct playbook to be building, which is seeking experience, seeking connection, going deep versus going wide in terms of relationships. And you truly are a product of the people you spend the most time with. And I think that whether it's for career advancement or for better job satisfaction, or for feeling like you're giving it your all and your best every single day, I just truly believe that like the power of a network, the power of personal branding and establishing what you want to be known for is A superpower. I really believe that.
1: I love that. There's no downsides of networking.
0: There really aren't, and I think that there's this ancient at this point mentality that's distracting from business or that it's going to get in the way of your work. But as someone who hires people all the time, that's one of the first things I notice about someone is tell me about your network, and I'm interested to understand how you got your experience versus your expertise. And when you hear people that really try to get it fast in the creative way by building a network, getting experience creatively. Those are things that help you stand out in an interview. And they're also intangibles when you look to make a decision to work with someone, hire someone, or I mean, in your case, to pick your next technology provider. I think those things really go a long way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that.
0: Well, I'm curious before we wrap today, did we hit on the stories and the takeaways that you hoped to hit on? in your first episode of Modern Multifamily?
1: I think so. I mean, I'm super passionate about outreach and building relationships. So I think no matter what, once you build those relationships, leasing kind of comes into play as well because we have residents that bring their friends down all the time or prospects that walk through the door that want to live there because they know their friend lives there and they've been there and they are already following us on social media. They're already entering in our giveaway. So I think just building those relationships and focusing on the experience overall is my biggest thing and my biggest passion of working in this industry, just because you're able to build those relationships and see how in turn that it can be mutually beneficial for everyone.
0: Well, Jess, you were an awesome guest. Thank you a ton for joining and I'll be sure to include your LinkedIn uh, in the show notes in case anyone wants to get in touch with you.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course.